0: Today on Keep Classical Weird, we go back in time and expand upon one of our most popular episodes. Now, all right, we're officially recording. Um, now
1: I get to be nervous.
0: Congratulations, <laughs> you've arrived. <laughs> friends to episode 33 of Keep Classical Weird. I am your host Casey Vozel and today we are finally hearing some audio from the Instrumental Personalities episode that hasn't aired yet. Now for those of you who haven't heard it, Instrumental Personalities was a two-part episode that aired way back in July of 2020. I asked each of the 14 participants about their own instrument, then asked them to give their quick impressions of all the other instruments in the orchestra. What resulted was a really fun pair of episodes and lots of unaired golden material from what I dubbed the rapid fire round. So today, we'll hear from oboist Ryan Zwalin. Enjoy.
1: We definitely can. I think it's much more subtle, but I would say another stereotype that can fit a lot of oboes is kind of a subtle um, ego sort of superiority. Su- su- what's that complex superiority complex um we definitely have that but i think we're a little more subtle about it than maybe a violinist or a flutist would be (laughs) totally (laughs) yeah
0: but you know what's there and like do you feel like the people around you also know what's there
1: Oh uh other oboists will definitely know it's there i think I think other people might not notice it quite so much because you know they just see us whittling away um but yeah
0: that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's really awesome um so okay, so if you had to picture what your opposite was,
1: that's a tricky one because I think um oboists are so much more superior than any other instrument that everyone to some extent is really kind of an opposite (laughs) see it's not always subtle um no, (laughs) (laughs) no I would say um in super generic stereotypes I would say that um flutists or violinists I think can be very sort of um extroverted and diva like um and i don't think a lot of oboists have that quality so in 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 many ways i think um they would be sort of a solid kind of opposite of personalities when it comes to oboes but i also think in some ways that like i don't know i think in some ways brass players can be too because i think they get kind of the stereotype of either the like (laughs) like dumb guys or like the bros or something like that which is a really horrible stereotype for brass people especially for all of the women who are brass players so i mean in a lot of ways i think there's kind of a lot of opposites to the oboe we're just so unique and special
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs) there it is um are, are you ready for the rapid fire round
1: sure i'll probably be more verbose because i'm gonna be like almost brainstorming about it as i talk <laughs> totally to
0: you fine i love whatever happens. okay let's start with the flute
1: so i think i'm gonna be so slow about this but um i think flutists are beautiful i think they are as i mentioned before um quite diva ish But I think it's just such a beautiful, shiny instrument that I think the people are drawn to that are also going to be beautiful and shiny and bright. That was the nicest thing I have ever said about a flutist, by the way.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay, clarinet.
1: It's funny because I feel like I should have a lot to say about clarinetists, but I don't. I think clarinetists are pretty just kind of like cool cats. They're kind of quiet. They kind of do their own thing. Then they get to rip out some Gershwin Rhapsody in Blue, and it's like, dude, you're so cool.
0: It's true, <laughs> and you know what's been interesting about the clarinetists when I've asked this is their the responses are all
1: over the place. <laughs> I can see that. I'm totally not surprised by that, but like,
0: <laughs> it's like they can't be categorized. It's weird. No.
1: no, they really can't. But there, so many of them are just like, just calm and cool.
0: Bassoon
1: there's not really a whole lot to say here because i don't think bassoonists really have personality um i'm just kidding totally that was a joke oh that's another one i feel like i should have a lot to say about because there are fellow double reads but they're just quiet that's about all i can say i don't know
0: how about french horn
1: So most of my French horn experience was while I was in Los Angeles. And the French horns in Los Angeles are monsters. Like they're all trained for the film scoring and these huge, beautiful John Williams scores. And so the horn players that I knew in L.A. are confident and they're nice and they're cool. I would say they're probably my favorite brass person, people, persons, people, group, instrument. French horns rock. <laughs> it's it's also almost as hard as the oboe, so, like, they know what we're going through. <laughs> I mean, they always say oboe and French horn are the hardest instruments to play, which, I mean, I think some of that is kind of... It's hard to play the oboe because we have to make our own reeds, and the French horn is hard to play because it's so easy to frack. But I'm sorry, we play, like, one sixteenth of the notes that you do. <laughs> So I I take all of that with a grain of salt.
0: <laughs> I often think about that. Like there's a lot that makes a thing difficult.
1: Yeah. yeah, oh yeah.
0: But yeah, yeah, we have a lot more notes.
1: Yeah, I mean like if you if you look through an orchestral work like you'll play a Beethoven symphony and your part is like a quarter inch thick and ours is like four pages. <laughs>
0: Or like anytime I've gotten an opera part and I look at a brass oh. part for opera, I'm like, shut up.
1: It's like you open the first two pages and it's like, tacit, tacit. Yeah.
0: And ours, we get done at page like 185.
1: Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. However, can you imagine sitting around for 45 minutes and then having to go like. Bah, da, da, bah. No, that is extremely
0: difficult. Yeah, no, I can't imagine that.
1: Yeah. I take the overture
0: and warm up and then I'm good to go. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh okay Trumpet.
1: Trumpet are total egomaniacs. All of them. Every single one. Every single one, male or female, young or old. But they're also pretty damn cool. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to say something nice about everyone. <laughs> that's great.
0: It's that's, that's very diplomatic of you. How about trombones?
1: Trombones. F- hopefully this is usable, but for some reason, I just always picture trombones as either drunk or high.
0: That's, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> I don't have to bleep drunk or high. That's, <laughs> that's,
1: that's <laughs> not usable. Uh, tuba. Tuba. They're sort of the... Uh, they're sort of, like, subtly sinister. You never hear from them. And then all of a sudden they'll, like, I don't know, crack the best joke. They probably also, like, brew their own beer. I don't know if I even know a tuba player who brews their own beer, but it just seems like something they would do.
0: My husband's a tuba like, player and he brews his own beer. Like, you...
1: See how spot been. on I am? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so good. Okay, percussion. Percussion.
1: Oh, percussionists are just dumb. I mean, not really, but it's like the stereotype. I don't really personally believe that. But they're just kind of like the, like, I'm just going to bang on stuff now. (laughs) It's totally not true because they probably have, like, the most complicated set of instruments. And, like, so many times they just kind of have to make up something to hit. I'm,
0: I'm always, I'm always in awe of percussionists when they do something and then the conductor wants it different but they don't quite know how to ask for it differently and they're like can you try mm, harder mallets (laughs) and they're like yeah and then they try it and the conductor's like that didn't help
1: (laughs) (laughs) but they don't know what to do from there yeah and the conductor was like yeah I need a little something it's like let me try this they do it exactly the same way and the conductor's like yeah
0: (laughs) that was it that was it that way every time yeah
1: (laughs) so maybe they're actually the smartest ones
0: (laughs) that's possible that's quite possible (laughs) violin
1: well as i kind of mentioned earlier um I do sort of think violinists and flutists are sort of the biggest divas of the instru- of the like orchestra of like instruments in general. And um I think it's just because like especially like first violinists you guys always have melodic material throughout orchestral stuff and then you also have like 47,000 concertos. So like you guys are just taught from an early age that you're the soloist. <laughs> oboes have three concertos so we don't get that opportunity okay maybe four but
0: (laughs) what are your four can you name them right now what are your four concertos
1: well we actually have quite a few vivaldi concertos but our honestly our three big ones are mozart strauss and von williams now martinu has an amazing concerto Goosens, who nobody's heard of has an amazing concerto um oh wow that might be it (laughs) No, we actually have a lot of Baroque concertos um, because oboist was kind of like the instrument during the Baroque period, aside strings, obviously. There are so few concertos for the (laughs) oboe. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we have have more
0: than that.
1: Like taking out Baroque composers, I would probably struggle to come up with 10 non-Baroque concertos. I'm sure there are and there are more than like, you know, just pieces that don't get played, but... If we'd be here for a while
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's true but no violins uh, violins are we're spoiled with this. that's true yeah okay
1: viola violas are a funny one because i think they're kind of like clarinetists where they're actually really pretty quiet but i think they're also probably like some of the coolest people. But it's funny because they always get all of, like, viola jokes. I mean, I think there's more viola jokes than oboe jokes, though they're almost interchangeable.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> so it's always, like, making fun of the violists. But, like, some of the violists I know are some of my favorite people. Cello. Cellists. Cellists are just sexy. Oh. Right if I could go back, I would play the cello. If I could choose again... Definitely. What? Not because I think I'm sexy, because I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, what makes it sexy? Is it
1: I don't know. I think position it's just of like
0: the instrument.
1: Not necessarily, but in some ways I mean not because you have to spread legs to play it, but I think because of like the, the the movement of it and the physicality of it, like it's it's like the same size as people. And so it's like it's just it becomes your whole body. That's I don't really know. Good. And they have really great music. Yes.
0: <laughs> they won. I always tell cellists that because there's a Dvorak cello concerto, which I love, and there's yeah. a Dvorak violin concerto, which I
1: despise. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not very good. It's not
0: good at all. It's <laughs> all so like, oh, great. You won Dvorak. And they won um, Elgar, too. I love the Elgar cello concerto way more it's than so the Elgar violin, yeah.
1: I don't even know if I know the Elgar Violin Concerto at all.
0: (laughs) No, you can't hum it. It's fine. No, I heard it once and I was like, oh, (laughs) yeah, it's not like, it's not like my feeling Dvorak Violin Concerto. I really have a strong distaste for it, but (laughs) Elgar Violin Concerto doesn't do it for me. Um, Yeah. uh,
1: uh, Bass. Oh, basses. I think, hmm, hmm. I, don't, <laughs> I almost don't know because I think basses would get kind of a sort of like brass, low brass tuba kind of like the dopey ones in the back. But like I've known such cool bassists that are just like so cool and like awesome to be around and like amazing musicians. So I think, I don't know, they might fit into that kind of like clarinet, viola, bass category of like secretly pretty cool
0: (laughs) yeah they kind of are all in the same circle that way aren't
1: they i know i've never really thought of it that way but it's like totally fitting
0: (laughs) yeah it really is that's really good um i think
1: i'm just jealous because nobody would ever describe an oboist as cool (laughs) (laughs) not one of your other interviews would have said anything like that i don't think they have
0: (laughs) I mean, I haven't, like, documented it yet, but I don't recall anybody <laughs> saying that. Don't recall. Although, nobody said that about violins either. Just so you know. Nobody said, like, violins are so cool. No. No. Not at all. Um, and then harps is the last one.
1: Oh, harps. Oh, I mean, they're not, but, like, they're totally angelic. And it's totally the instrument. I mean, it's not them. They're probably all horrible people, but they're all just... Angels, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're probably all really evil. I can honestly say I don't know or haven't known like very well too many harpists, but like, man, they pluck those strings, and it's just like, Whoa! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, cut that out! Don't put that
0: in there. <laughs> and that's our show for today. Special thanks to Ryan Zwalin. Good luck with the move, friend, and I look forward to buying you a beer this summer. Our theme music is composed by Not Dead composer Thomas Barber. Check out his stuff at thomasbarber.com. Web development support is provided by Tina at citybeautifuldesign.com. Keep Classical Weird is created and edited by me, Casey Bozell. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe and stay weird.